Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another edition of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. from the Community Church of God. And I am Pastor Vince Haney from Rama Word of Faith, the Word Church. Again, welcome to another exciting broadcast. We've been speaking all this week on the subject of mind renewal. And, and I know that's a revelation to a lot of Christians because a lot of Christians have been Christians for, you know, years. And they never been, they never even heard of mind renewal or they never took the time to get taught on the subject of mind renewal. See, I, w- I would say that a lot of Christians know that you're supposed to renew your mind. They're just not interested in renewing. Well, oh, that too. <laughs> yeah, that too. And, and again, we were saying, you know, you get saved, you receive Jesus, Lord and Savior. You get redeemed, reconciled, and restored back to the Father, back to the kingdom, back to where God originally, originally intended mankind to be in fellowship with him. And then we get water baptized, which is a symbolic of the old man dying and the, the new man coming up with newness of life scripture says just as we died with him or he died for us we shall also live for him so that's uh, a representation of uh baptism and then a lot of people this is the part that they miss out on is the the follow-up <laughs> and the follow-up is lifelong it's continual and you refer to it as sanctification because the scripture says he's perfecting those who are being perfected and the only way you're going to continue to be perfected is that you stay in fellowship with him and and commune and fellowship with God and allow his thoughts now to become your thoughts and the only way his thoughts is going to become your thoughts is as you continue to feed on his word because in the beginning was the word and I always say God and his word are one and faith comes by being in communion and fellowship and exposed to God's word. Revelation comes by being in communion and fellowship and with God's word. That's why he says meditate on it day and night because he's going to reveal some stuff to you. He's going to reveal to you who he is to a greater degree. But most of all, he's going to reveal who you are to a greater degree. That's why he says we're new creations. Old things are past. All things become new. And again, that has to be a revelation to you. And you have to receive that as truth. Because God's word is the truth. So if God says this about you, he ain't say you're going to be. Because everything God has already done for us was accomplished on Calvary. Remember, you talked about it yesterday. You say he already had a plan. <laughs> right, before yeah, we yeah. were ever born, before anybody right, right. ever sinned. So, so our, our redemption, our salvation was there on Calvary. Our healing was on Calvary. And here it is. All we have to do is accept it. 
salvation was already ready. All I had to do, Richard, in the day I heard his voice was hard, not my heart intercepted. There you go. And I heard somebody say to me years ago, and I've always remembered this, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't force you to do anything. No, no, no. That we can harden our heart and not do it. Well, the scripture says it. <laughs> right? And so we we have a choice there to make. We could harden our heart. We could refuse. But God says to open our heart to him. And I believe in all of our lives there was a time when we did harden our heart. We didn't want to hear. Well, because see, and, and this, though, is the key even for Christians because there are Christians. There are some sin that people like. I know people mm -hmm. that like to gossip. They know it's wrong, but boy, it's sure hard for them to resist. Well, so see, now they, they haven't softened their heart to God in right. that area. Right, and other people, it's something else. But right. for, for people, it's easy to have the sin that you kind of like, and you don't really want to get rid of it. Yeah, you want to get rid of all the bad stuff and the big stuff, but maybe that one sin, you know, you kind of like that one, well, and you don't well, really want to get rid of that and one. And here's the thing. To you, that may not be bad stuff or big stuff, but to God, it is. Because right. if he tell you to put it aside well, or put it away, say, well, that's what he means. It's not really a sin because everybody does it. Lying's not really a sin because everybody... Speeding in your car is not really a sin because everybody does it. You tell that to the highway patrol then. <laughs> tell that to the judge when you're in front of him about the ticket. And same thing with God. Well, everybody does it, judge. No, no, no. Well, like, just because everybody does it doesn't make it right. And that's what God's saying. I want you to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I understand that our mind is, again, is renewed by his word. And so as we constantly get revelation about what God said, and then he tells us, don't just be a hearer only, but be a doer. So when you roll across the scripture where it talks about being a busybody and a gossip, because it's in there. It's in the New Testament. So now well, that's so what in Romans, he says that the gossip is a sin worthy of death. Well, there you go. So now when you read that, because faith comes by hearing. <laughs> so when you read that or see that now it's decision time. Are you going to allow that seed, that word to be planted in the good ground of your heart? Or are you going to allow, allow the devil to plant right. it on the wayside? And, and this is what we're talking about, though, because a person can decide I'm going to just keep gossiping. Right. There's the a Holy lot of spirit will not hit you up alongside the head and say you can't gossip. He's anymore. a gentleman. Right. He's he not going to make you do nothing. You, and he I gives you the power not to, but he won't force you. And, and we always use that example in the garden with Adam and Eve. Uh, don't we think God saw them when they were doing what he told them to do? Don't do. He didn't come up to him and smack their hand and say, put that down. Didn't I tell you don't eat that? No, he let them choose. He's a gentleman. He let them make their own decisions. Yeah, a lot of people think it'd been a good idea if he'd have ran up and slapped them. Well, <laughs> well, God's God's thing. never gonna <laughs> violate our free will, right? And we all know that because we, as Christians, we a lot of us still do because we're being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We're being sanctified, so we're still gonna do some things that's not pleasing in God's sight. But that don't say He don't love us because His love is established. Right. By on Calvary, <laughs> his love was established again on Calvary. But at the same time, now I'm reminded of the scripture. If you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. Basically, God's saying, I want to keep you in the blessed zone. But in order to be stay in the blessed zone, you need to adhere to my word. Just like fathers and parents with children. Oh, they can stay in the blessed zone. Especially if they're living under my roof. You can stay under the blessed zone. All you got to do, here's, here's my... Here's the rules. Here's the rules and the regs here. I got a son. He's 25. He's staying at my house. I just gave him some additional rules and regs while he's there because I see there's some areas that need to be perfected in him. So I was like, okay, 
here's the deal in my house in oak and also in my house and i always let other people come and stay with me but here's my rule as for me and my house we're going to serve the lord <laughs> so if you come and visit me or live at my house or need a place to stay you go to sunday services you you go to midweek bible studies i watch the word in my house i pray in my house so you can't come to my house and not do that i'm just saying and that's the See, rule and, for my and house the difference between that analogy though and god is that you have these rules but you cannot give anybody the power to follow them no. you could give them the fact that if you don't i'm kicking you out that's you it you can't give them the power to follow them can't the make holy you do spirit it. gives us the power to be obedient well he god. does and that's why he says it says in romans live by this the love of god has been poured out in our heart by the holy spirit so we can do all things through Christ who right. strengthens so us. He gives us the power to live a godly right. life. And he gives us the ability to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. If we see something in the word of God, our response as a Christian now, now as a sinner, your response should probably going to be, I can't do that. Well, well, you know what? I tell people this all the time. As Christians, when we see sinners sinning, we shouldn't be shocked. We That's shouldn't what be they surprised. Do. That's what they they're doing it naturally. They're they're sinful nature. It's their nature. <laughs> acting normal. It's like when we see a dog bark, we don't like, wow, hey, yeah. that dog that, that dog bark, that cat meowed. No, but that cow mood. No, that's what they do. Right. And so when we see people that aren't Christians sinning, that should not ever come as a shock to us. And we try to do we're like, wow. No, that's what they do. Now, for a Christian, especially a maturing Christian. Now, that's where God says, okay, don't just be a hearer, but a doer. He even says it in Hebrews, by this time, you are to be teachers of the word. Yet, you need someone else to teach you the first principles of the oracles of the word of God. And you come to need milk and not solid food. So, he's saying, okay, you sh you've been a Christian for 15, 20 years now. You should have grown. Because you should be off the milk and on some solid food. And that's still referencing being transformed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, you should be thinking, Father God saying, you should be thinking more like I think now. Because you've been in fellowship with me for 20 years. And again, born again, that's, that's your real birthday. Because <laughs> that's the day your name get written in the Lamb's Book of Life in heaven. So that's your real birthday. I know we don't acknowledge that. We acknowledge our natural birthday is a real birthday. But as far as heaven's concerned, the day you got say born again, that's the day your name got in the book. So he says, okay, you got saved in 1980, okay, and you've been continually with me. Well, I expect you to be thinking like me, talking like me, living like me, speaking like me. And that's my renewal. I don't think the same. I think like God now because I'm in fellowship with him. I, I pray. I talk to him. I meditate on his words. He's Scripture says the Holy Spirit will reveal the deep things to us over see, in Corinthians. We, we should be able to look at ourselves and see progress. Are, is it going to be straight up? No, probably no, not. No. Is it going to be one step up, maybe two steps back every now yeah, and then? Yeah, but it still should be. But over time, we should be able to look back and see progress. We should be able to look back and see that we are more like Christ. And this is up to each individual person. If you look at your life and you've been a Christian 15, 20, 30, 40 years, and you're no different than you were when you became a Christian, you might want to take a really hard look at yourself as to why. And why do you still need milk and not solid food? How come you haven't made any changes? How come you're not a different person than you used to be? And we've talked about that before on this show, you know, how the changes in us 
your background was a little different than mine. The changes in you are probably a little more spectacular than they are in yeah, me. Yeah, right. No, no, we are all on but, the same level when we got saved sinners. Mine, <laughs> my mouth. You know, I've, I think I've said before on this show, man, I could cuss with the best of them. And, and that and wasn't one of my right. downfalls. And I, so everybody's got a different sin. Everybody's got different things they do. But for me, I can't remember a specific day where I quit cussing. It's just I don't do it anymore and wouldn't think about doing it anymore. It doesn't ever enter into my mind to do it anymore. And that was God changing me. Right. And here's the deal about my renewal. The Bible says in First Peter or Second Peter, our minds have been washed by the word. The word of God, once you start applying it and meditating and do it, it's going to wash your mind of all that, anything that's not a God. And as I was coming to the studio this morning, God was just revealing to me about casting down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself above what God says in his word. And he was just referring, he was also giving it two other scriptures that went, went with that. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Again, that's all my renewal because I submit to God by submitting to his word. That's how you submit to God. He say, and then resist the devil, meaning, now here's how I resist the devil. And God just showed me this this morning, casting down every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Because that's how this devil works in your mind. So now you're going to submit to the word of God, and then you're going to, any thought that Contrary to the will of the word of God. He says, throw that down. And again, that's part of your mind being renewed. I've, I practice that now. The Bible says that God's word is a mirror. We're talking about looking into the mirror. And you were saying we should look more and more like God. Well, his word is a mirror reflection of what we're supposed to look and, like. And we're supposed to, that mirror reflection is compared to Jesus, conformed to Jesus. Right. You can look at your neighbor and go, man, I'm doing good. Man, I'm looking sharp. Man, I'm a lot better than those guys. And then all of a sudden you compare yourself to Jesus and whoa. Right. And that's so good. And that's what it says in Ephesians that he gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists and pastors and teachers for the equipping of the saints. It says for the the maturing of the saints until we come into the full measure of the stature of Christ Jesus. So he's saying, I put ministry leaders in your life and the Holy Spirit in you so you can start being transformed. And conformed into the image of the first son, Jesus, <laughs> the firstborn of many brethren. And if there's a firstborn, guess what? There's a secondborn, a thirdborn, a fourthborn, and me and you are in there somewhere. <laughs> so he, we're, but he's our example. He's the big brother. We're supposed to be looking like him. So, and all all I do is tell people, just keep remembering how did Jesus respond to life? Because he lived a life too. What did he do when we know with forgiving people? Even the people that came against him, Father, forgive them, for they know not what right, they do. They hung him on a cross and going to kill him. And he still said, Father, forgive them. All the stuff they did. And again, all we have to he's our example. He's our role model. So if you're a student of the scriptures, just always remember, I love that JJWD. I, stopped, I wish they wouldn't have stopped using that. What would Jesus do? WWJD, yes. But just what Jesus did when he came around people and they talked about their ailments, he didn't just say, wow, that's messed up. No, he prayed for him, and we can do that too because we're spiritual. Well, you know, and and I think sometimes people think, well, if I'm ever hung on a cross, I'll say, "Father, forgive them," for they know. No, this happens in real life. 
Because he says take up your cross daily. And it happens in real life when your husband or your wife says something you don't like. Are you going to take up your cross? Are you going to forgive them? Are you going to say, well, remember when you did this or remember when you did that? I I talk to people, you do too, I'm sure. They're having trouble in their marriage and they might have had an argument the night before. And most of them, if you really started to talk to them, can't remember how it even got started. But pretty soon, one said one thing, somebody had to say something back, somebody said something back. And this happens with coworkers, not just spouses, but coworkers and other family members and friends. Somebody says something back, and then somebody says something, and pretty soon it escalates to where all kinds of ugly things well, are being said. Well, it goes back to what the Word instructs us to do about thoughts, because thoughts are things. But, you know, this is, goes back to somebody says something to you. Rather than saying something back, you say to yourself, Father, forgive them. They don't right. know what they're doing. You know, now, you say that, and you don't meditate or ponder on the offense. Because right. the longer you ponder on the oh, offense, it gets bigger and bigger. Now, when you see that person or hear their name, anger arises. That's what the scripture refers to in Hebrews 12. Yeah, you 12. haven't actually forgiven people if the next time you hear their name, you're plotting. Right. Well, <laughs> Hebrews 12 reveals that to us. He says, don't allow a seed of bitterness to grow up in you. Well, and it's going to grow up in you by you pondering on what they did to you. The scripture you referenced earlier about imagination. Boy, our imagination. Right. This is where all this... <laughs> stuff this plot and revenge and all this stuff takes place in our imagination and that's why he says cast down every thought and imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of god the knowledge of god says father forgive them for they know not what they do that's what jesus did starts plotting yeah yeah if you don't say father forgive them and 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 let them go let them lose turn them loose if you don't do that and then your thoughts are going to just because that's lasciviousness when your thoughts just just run wild. No self-control of your thoughts. You ought to be able, as a maturing Christian, as a mind-renewed Christian, you ought to be at some point in your Christian life able to control your thoughts. Because, again, thoughts are things. And the scripture says, as a man think it, so is he. So if you think it, revengeance, vengeance is yours, guess what? So are you. But now, if you cast down that thought and replace it with vengeance is mine, says the Lord. Right. Now you, you're, you're walking in the spirit. You're walking by faith. You're, you're demonstrating what that good and perfect and acceptable will of God is that your mind is renewed because you say, hey, I'm going to take this high road because that's what God told us to do. He instructed me to do that. So I'm not just going to be a hearer of that. I know he said it, but now I'm going to do it because he said, if you hear it and do it, you'll be blessed in what you do. And your boy right here, Richard, I love the blessings. <laughs> I, I want to stay in the blessings zone. So I'm constantly making corrections in my life. I'm not perfect, but I'm being perfected. I'm being sanctified. But. As I'm mindful to do the word, I'm doing it. And yes, my flesh, our flesh doesn't like it. Your flesh says, get them. You know what they did to you. But the spirit, remember, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. But I walk in the spirit, and I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So I walk by the word. Right. And so we forgive. And if you don't forgive, and people say, well, I forgave. But then you mention somebody's name to them, and then, oh, man, their blood pressure goes up. Their pulse rate goes up. The whole thing goes up. I've known people that somebody did something. In, in fact, one case comes to mind. A doctor kind of botched this person's family member. And about 20 years later, when that doctor died, they practically they rejoiced, huh? the jig. Right, yeah, see? They, they were rejoicing. Man, he finally got his. And that's not forgiveness. Well, that's, that's, be, that's being conformed to this world, especially if they were Christians. Now, we know oh, sinners. That's what sinners do. <laughs> but, but, see, you just proved that your mind has not been renewed. And again, me and Andrew, we uh, 
we talked about that during when they captured bin laden how america rejoiced and you know god loves everybody he loves everybody he desires everybody to repent we referenced that scripture yesterday he said pray for all men those in authority and kings because his his desire but and he says righteous people don't rejoice in iniquity we don't rejoice because somebody else's downfall you know we we're, we're we have compassion because they didn't get the truth they was led by the devil yeah that's a bad thing <laughs> to know somebody's led by the devil and you know they could have chose life jesus say the scripture says i set before you this day death and life blessings and curses choose life anybody can choose life hitler could have chose life anybody because god loves people and he gives us a choice but like you said richard he's a gentleman he's never gonna force you to do his will now, with Jonah, that was probably another story. He really didn't force Jonah either. He really didn't force him. He just allowed Jonah to reap what he, he was sowing. He just helped him. <laughs> he, he just allowed him, just showed him some stuff. And he could, he'll, life will show you some things. Children of Israel. Jonah is one of the most interesting cases well, to me in the Bible, too. Well, here's another interesting. The children of Israel. A 40-day trip took them 40 years. Right. Why? Because the disobedience. Yeah. It doesn't take 40 years to get from, right. from Egypt to the promised land. They were spinning circles out right. there waiting they, for They were like, man, die. this place looks familiar. But he I mean, said, you yeah. see even in Jonah's heart, even after the people get saved, he's mad about it. And in fact, he says to God, I just knew you would do this. This is why I didn't want to go to these people, because I just knew you were God who would forgive people. And you know what? I think that that creeps into the to Christians a little more today than, you know, the story of the prodigal son. The older son is not happy when the son comes back. I see in that story the church is the older son. That there are some people when they come back that the that, that you're we're not talking that about happy them. about and it. we're talking about them. They what, what they did deserve that. You think they're going to go to heaven the same as me now? They done all this other stuff that just doesn't seem right to people. And I see in that story the older son. I see a lot of church people playing that role where they're not that happy when certain people, if, if people had heard, let's say that Osama bin Laden wasn't killed. Osama bin Laden goes to prison and at some point in prison, he meets somebody and they tell him about Jesus and he gets saved. Do you know how many Christians would say, I don't care, right, that right. don't count, and he ain't never going to heaven with me, and he ain't never going to be as good as me. But, and, and, and none of those Christians hung on a cross at Calvary. And again, to God, sin is sin. Uh, no fellowship with him is no fellowship with him. We're outside of Christ, we're enemies of God. Oh, everybody. everybody. And see, and that's, that's the, a statement of one whose mind is renewed and that's what god wants us he wants us to start thinking like him because he says in isaiah my thoughts aren't your thoughts neither are my ways your ways for my thoughts and my ways are higher than your word ways so basically he's saying you come up to thinking like me and only way you're going to do that is you meditate and feed on his word constantly that's the only thing that's going to transform you by the renewing of your mind and then you're going to start doing it and then that's when you're going to prove what that good, perfect, and acceptable will of God is. You're going to do his word, do his will. And his will is always this. His kingdom come, his will will be done on earth, in earth, in and through us as it's done on heaven. Because we're Jesus' hands and feet on the earth. If we don't do it, the body of Christ, 
Remember the scripture says in Roman, the whole earth is waiting for the manifestations of the sons of God. And sons the is not gender. Earth is in subjection because of us. It's waiting on us to, to step up. The lion the really full used to lay down with the lamb, and it doesn't because of us. Right. So he's saying you guys get the thing together because I, I ordained you guys as kings and priests, ministers, ministers of reconciliation, ambassadors for Christ. Now go out and represent and demonstrate me, the king, Jesus, and the kingdom well. And that's why your mind has to be renewed. You can't stay conformed to this world. We talk about that with political parties. You, I know people, they'll side with a political party more than they do the word of God. Well, they listen to it more. Right. There you go. Because <laughs> faith comes by hearing. They listen to it more. So, And you can tell. I see them on Facebook all the time. I'd be like, wow, it'd be Christians, man. And the stuff that they say about political leaders and the Bible didn't say you say nothing bad. It said pray for them. I ain't seen none of them pray for none of them. Either. I ain't seen no prayers go up. It was just criticism and, and, and uh, dishonor. And the scripture says honor the king. I was at a meeting last night, and I said the invocation. And I prayed for wisdom for our leaders. Afterwards, somebody comes up to me and goes, you know, when you're praying for wisdom for our leaders, you need to do more than that because they're all idiots. <laughs> well, you keep praying for them, Mr. Spiritual. Right. There you go. You got but more I mean, work to do. how easy it is, even as Christians... To right. say, oh, they're all morons. They don't know what they're doing. And to talk like that than it is to pray for them. Right. And see, and that's why I say you just proved that your mind is not renewed. You're not transformed because now if that's the case, you need to be starting a new prayer group to really intercede and stand in the gap. But you it's easier to, just to say they're all dumb bums. Right. And, and move on and, and think you're perfect. You're better than, than them. Well, you should be running for office then. <laughs> that's what I think. You should be running for office. Maybe God wants you in that position. Since you, you're in covenant and relationship with him. But again, God wants us transformed by the renewing of our mind. And the only thing that's going to renew our mind is the washing of our minds by the word of God. And then allowing the Holy Spirit to, to work in us, mm -hmm. to, to bring to our mind Revelation. where we need to change, yeah. the things that we need to uproot. Richard, you know Boy, what? Uprooting some of this stuff isn't that pleasant. Right. But, 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 but God will it. reveal it to you if you want him to reveal it to you. Right. Remember? Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be open. But he says, and I always tell people this, you have to be open to deliverance. A lot of people aren't open to it. Well, they you, don't have know. To be, you have to want it. You have to surrender. You can say no. Right. And a lot of people are saying no to God. They're just saying no. And not surrendering to what God wants to. Once God reveals to you an area of your life that you've not submitted to him, you need to surrender it to him. And that's when you're going to get your deliverance. But right now, we're out of faith. We're not out of faith. I mean, we're out of time. But we're definitely not out of faith. We want to remind you as you continue to go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927.
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.